You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Episode 112B of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan, and today we have Ken the Killer Reed coming of Sportsnet fame and hockey card stories. Many books. Ken and I, my first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, came out, I believe, when his did simultaneously. Hockey card stories, maybe maybe a few months difference, but around the same. And since he's put out hockey card stories, too. Um, he's put out many books. My favorite, what would be my favorite? One to remember, I think. The Hockey Card Stories books are great, and um, they're good for little snippets, little chapters, because each is a standalone. The Hockey Card Stories, each chapter. Now, these are the same. One to remember is about people who scored one goal in the NHL. One night only is people that played one game in the NHL and the stories of what led up to it and how it, you know, affected these people's lives or, you know, just the, a lot of times the journey. I mean, he picks pretty good stories. I mean, you know, when you sit there and you write a book about hockey and you're a huge fan, it can get really interesting. So Ken 
his fandom and his creativity uh, for the sport and life in general, it, 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 they tend to, there he is now, they tend to um, really, I don't know, they're magnified in his stories. So I enjoy them. I, again, my favorite is One to Remember, but I recommend, if you like One to Remember, go with One Night Only from there, and then there's a slew of other books if you're a hockey card fan, hockey card stories, of course. And um, I think anybody that grew up in my era would, would would relate to those because it seemed to be the golden age of hockey cards. I know there's a lot out now for sure, but not every hockey fan collects them. And it's not a coming of age thing for a kid. When, when I was a kid, it was definitely a coming of age thing. Not so much collecting them. I mean, I guess you're buying them, you're collecting them. But it was more about playing knockdowns with the boys. If I got Wayne Gretzky, I didn't go home and put it in a case and make sure it was a immaculate. Uh, it was, you know, eat the bubble gum, which would get all over the cards, play knockdowns, beat the shit out of them. But there was a, within the, you know, there was a process. You collect the cards, you look at the back, no matter if you're not even into the sport, you're reading the stats. And, you know, I would know Kevin Lowe's stats more so now than I would know I don't know, Jordy Benz with, you know, just from memory, looking at the back of hockey cards. Anyway, I'm explaining too much. Let's welcome the man himself. Ken Reed, welcome to the program. Good to have you back. We're just going to have a chat. How are you doing? Good, buddy. How are you, T.R.? I'm all right. We're on our way um, to the Chicklets Cup tomorrow. And I, I loved your shout out uh, wrestling style promo for Nose Face Killer. That was pretty good. <laughs> it was a bit over the top. <laughs> I meant it to be come off a little bit more comedic but it was in the yeah it was mid game too buddy I had rick, my game, rick, literally my yeah, game face on rick flair could learn from you that was awesome buddy you look like sailor moon cutting a oh, promo man, back i in tell the day. you this you're a good atlantic yeah sailor moon there you go yeah check that out folks um so you're a good atlantic canadian so what happened was, th th this is the premise of it all man like last year there was a ball hockey tournament this time last year the chicklets put it off in detroit the Chicklets team, I wasn't there. I, I watched some of it online. They got smoked, right? So then Biz, realizing that I played a lot of ball hockey, got a lot of experience in the Nationals and the Worlds, he asked me, he said, maybe you can give us some help. So that's what Vegas was, the Chicklets Cup. We went there. I took down a few players, and they took care of the goalie and a few more, and we were still a bit weak. Mm -hmm. So Biz says, we're going to do another one in Buffalo. So we need to improve the team, but we don't want to go totally new like you know I, and guys i brought down connor donahy i brought down bobby hauser i mean i brought down a few more last minute but those were the first two that i thought of and um so we're bringing those guys back dustin kelly who came with us killer i mean he's a good buddy he hurt his knee so our team is going to look a little bit different so i kind of had the power to pick whoever i wanted biz can just you know he trusts me but yeah. i said you know let's keep it local like i'm gonna i'm gonna take great ball hockey players but i just want to take people i don't know I'm taking good Newfoundlanders. I'm taking Remy Laurencel. He's from Winnipeg, but I played with him and against him, and he's a friend. Um, we're taking Bobby Hauser from the U.S. Other than that, Connor Donahue, Justin Pender, Jeremy Bishop, myself, Evan Mosher, all from Newfoundland. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, we've known each other. We've gone to war together. It's not outlandish to go and play these things and win with those guys because they've done it before. If anything, no space has youth, but that's it. There's nobody in our team that's hasn't been to the level that he's been at. And he calls himself the best in the world. I find that funny. He's got one bronze medal at the Worlds. He's got a couple of Chicklets Cup with four-team, you know, 
invitational draw. I got guys coming that, you know, they played years of ball hockey on a world level. So, so just him calling himself, and I'm serious, the handle on his, on his Instagram is 99 of ball hockey, which I found so, there's so much wrong with that. As I sit here with three you got worlds, legit, you got legit heat for this guy. This isn't like a wrestling promo. No, like, I'm well, I'm kind of, we kind of was because I get it what he's doing, but what I'm, I, I'm, I'm rambling, but he's made it about himself. The guys I'm, I'm taking, this is the big deal selects. This is what we got. Next time we go, I don't know, someone might have to work. So, but you're going to see the basic team if there's another one. Um, but he's gone out. He, From what I'm hearing, okay, I don't know. From what I'm hearing. Yeah. Now, they just smoked us. We didn't have a goalie, and I think it would have been way different if we did. Didn't you have uh, Gretzky, Ty Gretzky? Yeah, well, I mean, we did. We had him, but you know, nothing. He's a shortstop. I'm sure he's got a good glove hand. Yeah. He's a great guy, but he's not a goalie, especially not at that level. I mean, right down from how to manage the, the water, you know, to, to being dehydrated, right down to preparation. Ball hockey is a different sport. Well, you're going to be pretty dehydrated in Vegas, though, after a night out. Yeah, right. And playing out in the sun and everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we, he was he was just lost, but it wasn't his fault. Great fella and everything. And it, yeah, good athlete. The fact that he even made some saves, man. So now we're going to look, look a bit different. What I'm hearing now the actual world championships, Connor Donahue, who was with my team in Big Deal Select, so he just won it a month ago. No spaces yeah. team, USA, got bronze, and it's a hard tournament to even get a medal. Congrats to him on that, and I've said that. But no space went at that tournament, cut all of his friends, and picked up an all-star team from the tournament. This is what I'm hearing. I'm going to be really upset if this is the case and I get there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, So he's made it all about no space versus the Big Deal Select. So like, at what point, at what, at what point do you start? Like, I'm bringing guys that are ball hockey players to, to play the guys that he, you know, he's got national team guys. He's got his buddies. And, you know, I'm not really thinking outside the box. I mean, this would be like, Ken, if you're on the Tampa Bay Lightning and you're playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, you're there and you're set. I mean, you're already a good team. And then you find out Pittsburgh went, and picked up McDavid and Dreisaitl and Matthews, you know, and, and maybe Matthew Kachuk and throwing Johnny Goodrow. Like, what are you doing? You've already got a team. Here we are. We're finally ready. Yeah. Now our goalie's back. Now we're ready to play you. You beat us. Now we're ready. And he went and cut all of the guys to make himself even more powerful. He's like. He's like Darth Vader. He's fucking. I was just going to say a bad superhero. And he's like Darth Vader. He's now, the Darth Vader of ball hockey. They're they're. They're, they're, I planned on having, a, again, a, a bit lighter tone to that, but I was mid-game, and the more I was speaking, the more I got fired up because I find <laughs> that gutless maybe is a little bit strong of a word. but Yeah, but I it's like, it, it's, it's the, no, no disrespect to the Chicklets Cup, but why do you want to win so bad? Well, the, okay, for, for, are you asking me or are you asking Yes, him? I'm asking you. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Yeah, that's a great question because Biz asked me to do a job and – <laughs> Pride is definitely on the line. You're still the ultimate teammate, TR. There, there, there you go. Well, that's 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 it. Trying to, I appreciate that compliment. That's not where, but I, I guess I'm trying to be a teammate. Biz doesn't know about it. He's asking me, and yeah. I figured he wants me to be a teammate. I'm gonna bring fucking five of my good teammates, my favorite teammates that we've lost together, we've won together, we've bled together. You know, we've sweat together. And I find it, I mean, I could have just called Danik Martel, the best player on Canada. I don't really know him that well. Yeah. Um, I could have played, pick, 
uh, yeah, Zdenek Sakura from Czech Republic. I don't know him at all, but I could right. have done this. Will you give Senior a shift? Is Senior going again? Senior's going again. He's he's, he's going to coach. He's his off ice. That's where that comes from. He's uh, yeah. We're not not where it comes from. That's where he's needed. He's it, they want he him for content. Um, they want Senior's got to Senior's got to bring these guys. Look. La, is that laminated? It's in a, it's so I, this is for people listening. I go to the sports card expo twice a year and buddy says, Kenny, I got something for you. One of the dealers. That's the 72, 73 saints. And there he is. Your doppelganger, your old man, senior. That is just incredible. And there's a beauty dealer. He's average. He lives in Cambridge now. He's originally from Newfoundland. He knows we're buddies. He said, Kenny, I got something for you. Yeah. They all moved up. Half there's of Bell Island years ago moved yeah. to uh, Cambridge. Yeah, my buddy Dougie, and there's uh, the 72-73 Saints. And there's Senior right there with a big pair of sideburns. I don't know if you can see them. Looks oh, like Elvis. I, oh, I see them. Yeah, he does. And but no disrespect to Terry, your dad, but the, the best name on the team, no doubt, is Dick Paradise. Dickie Paradise, yeah. I hear. It's funny, I'm looking at these names, and they've all come up. Over the years, sure. well, Dickie Paradise comes out up every second Friday. There's night. another. There's a Pie Islander right there, Bobby McMillan. Son you know. Logan was also fairly successful in the sport. First round pick, had a decent career uh, in junior and overseas, I believe. Bobby was, oh, yeah. uh, according to senior, Bobby Mack was uh, lights out. He was a great. Player. Bobby Mack was legit. He was, uh, I think, St. Catharines Blackhawks. I want to say back in the day, something like that. You had there's a great a- memory for it too. Yeah, so there you go. So I got a couple pictures of senior that I'm going to bring on my next trip to Newfoundland with me. By the way, this so the guy in Cambridge, but huge yeah. long story. The Bell Island used to be the second biggest community in Newfoundland. It had the Bell Island mm-hmm. mines, right? There was uh, you still if you go over there, the mines are still there. Obviously, they're not functional, but mm-hmm. and it's probably a, I mean, you can see it. It's right there off. It's off Portugal Cove, maybe a 15 minute boat, and um, I lived over there for part of a year. I, I had. Youth development program, but years ago in the '60s, late '60s, early '70s, a bunch of them moved to Galt, Cambridge. Really, I, I believe there's a there's a maybe a, an automotive factory there or mm-hmm. wherever it is. A bunch of them, like one mm-hmm. guy goes up and gets a job and calls back and says, "Bye, his buddies." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know the drill. It's actually how I met Todd Harvey. Todd Harvey played for mm-hmm. Cambridge. Yes, he did. Winter Hawks, senior. I and he yeah, played senior I'm, in Cambridge back at the end there. What's that? He played a couple games senior in Cambridge after he retired. Okay. As did our boy Stephen Rice. As did Stephen Rice. I played against him in the Allen Cup. He played for Brantford in 07 08 and beat us in the final. There you go. Bentley. Stephen Rice, yeah. So Todd Harvey, side note, my first game against him. I, I'd never met him, but it was um not now I'm buddies with him, but um, we were playing the Rangers and I was just in awe. Gretzky was out there. And Mark Recchi was such a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's like for whatever reason, he's normally played played his off wing in my experience with him, but he played the odd bit of center, especially if it was exhibition. So, anyway, he's like, "I'm going to get kicked out of the face off a few times, so you can get you can go in right away, get a picture with Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> the hockey card guys here." Yeah, you know, just just beauty. He, it was that kind of a game. And anyway, Todd Harvey lines up against me, and he goes, "Hey, from Newfoundland, eh?" He goes, "Yeah, my parents, my parents are from there." And he goes, you want, you want to go? Let's give him a show. He goes, you fight just like I do. It was all complimentary. And yeah. I said, hey, of course. He goes, I'm fighting for a spot. So are you. And we had to knock yeah. him down, drag him out, Donnie. Good, good scrap. 
Yeah, and uh, after the game, had a great chat, and now every well, that, while he'll do that. Explains why Todd's such a great guy. Then Newfoundland roots. He is he is legit first team all star to me. He's just a fantastic guy. I got all the time in the world for Todd. Yeah, he he, he does the alumni events now, right? So, yeah, yeah, we hang out a bit at the at those those events. So Todd the Bod, yeah, I got all the time in the world for him. Bod. Yeah, just great. It's funny that you know all these people. Like it took a while for me to meet him, and all Langer was telling me, like, PJ Stock, like, oh, you're gonna love this guy. He's like, yeah. And I didn't even ever really bring it up, but you found him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You find your your good friends in this universe, like Teran Sam with you found him. Yeah. You're not in the in the same, other than being hockey in the hockey world and the sports fandom world and the broadcasting world, a lot of people fall under that umbrella. But I knew you were gonna come across, say, Teran Sam with and Todd Harvey at some point, then you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two uh, two solid dudes. I mean, it's it's funny how it works, right? Like sometimes you just it's like meeting anybody. Like, but it's funny when like you're talking like you know guys whose hockey cards you collect, and then all of a sudden you're buddies with them. It's kind of it's kind of weird. I still find it's, that you know? I still find it surreal. Like I yeah, Ally Frady's a friend of mine, but yeah, like I find it hard not to think of him going end to end against the Red Wings or exactly. the Scullet. Or, yeah. the, or the the slap shots in the All Star game, like yeah. it's always there. So, Big Al called me yesterday. He's on the road. We're going to Summerside PEI this week for the Boys and Girls Club golf tournament. So, dude, I got the invite too, and it killed me because I got to go oh. to the Tickets Cup. Billy oh. McGuigan, my guest last yes. week. Yes, yeah. largely why he was my guest because he called. He said, "Hey, man, yeah, I forgot. I forgot about this." I said, "I was wondering where my invite. I always I, I go to this thing every year." Yeah, I'll he said, "No, no, we just weekend. didn't think." And then. Of course, the times clashed. I didn't realize that. He's got an awesome program going with the Western Capitals, too, in Somerset. Really good junior A program. Does really he good. ever? I tell yeah. you, it's the only... Well, you know what? You'll relate to this. So you do the, the, these um, public speeches, right? Like, mm-hmm. And I'm, since Shorzy hit now, I'm doing a few more. And a few great places. I'm going to Rapid City, South Dakota, Austin, Texas coming up, and Sun Valley, Idaho. Not Boise. All because of Shorzy. Yeah. yeah. Which Go I on. love, by the way. Jesus. No, thank you. Uh, thank Way to you. go, Teddy. Are you, um, I know. Hey, Teddy Hitchcock. What a favor. What a layup. What a favor oh, yeah. Jared Kiso did for me. He told me, he said, things like cameo are going to happen. Yeah. So we, we were up, 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 you know, while we were shooting was pretty hectic, but we had a few nights that we could unwind. And he just said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you guys like attach very recognizable things to your, you know, he's like martinis, like. Like the yeah. four or five sayings, like Lyle to the Sile, I'm going to give them to you. And they're yeah. going to come up again. Like, like, like give your balls a tug comes up for me and pitter patter. Be your catchphrase. Of- right. And he's like, you know, you'll right. get more golf tournaments. You'll get more, you know, unique opportunities for this reason. Now I got to find a manager or something for this. Cause like, I'm just getting random calls. I don't have a website. Terry, I've not to brag, but I've made $216 of cameo in my life. I'm huge on cameo, buddy. Do you go on there? I'm on there. Yeah, I've okay, made so, 216 bucks. Well, first of all, the thing is, because even though we got similar parallel interests and we're involved in the same stuff, yeah, Shorzy and and Chicklets are machines. They're they're oh god, yeah. They're if yeah. you know it, you know it. Like they're yeah. not like Letter Kenny. Most yeah. people I know have maybe heard of it. They don't really know much, but the people that I know that know it. Quote it. Yeah. They'll go, oh, that's season seven, episode two. I'm running into people yeah. at the mall and they'll come over and recite all of Hitch's lines, which, you know, to me is 
it's intriguing from a perspective of what we're doing because it, exactly. So I will I will either mention it on here or do an Instagram post, and then someone will reach out. Hey, I'm from Rapid City, and your buddy's coaching down here now, Scott Burt. It's the other thing. A lot of people my age that I played with are either becoming coaches or GMs. So that's weird too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, Good for you. I'm I'm happy. I love the series. Obviously, you know, big big fan. And the Ted Hitchcock thing is such a it's such a natural <laughs> extension. And not yeah, I mean, Ted not Hitchcock, to, the guy not who to say that you're going out. Of, yeah, not to say you're going far out of your uh, your realm, but Jared uh, he wrote for you, which is great, right? It makes it natural. He wrote for I me, think. like he said. He said because some people are like, oh, you. You, you went a little far with the accent and most people really like it. And, it, and they're most they're positive anyway, because there's nothing not to like about Hitch. Yeah. Really, you know, but I'm not saying myself, the Hitch is Hitch. But he told me that he's like, you know, some of the, the, the gag here is that you can't understand some of the things he says. So he said, exactly. I know you're, you're you're a little bit outside your comfort zone, which I was. And I only brought it up the one day, but I was kind of he caught me like looking at the lines and like, how am I going to do this? So. He let me deliver him. I would practice because, again, he hasn't been here. He watches Coldwater Cowboys, and it's not always a, a perfect translation. Right. So those people are from all over Newfoundland. There's lots of dialects. So he would give me the line. I would say it back to him, and he'd almost approve it. So lots were. So obvious. he gives, gives you uh, time to improvise. Like you can put your own twist on it, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want to take away from his writing because it's not like I was just free to improvise anything. He wanted it to get a certain place. This is what you're going to say. But if, for example, he might, I might like Hitch, if he's, if Hitch said, how's it going? He'd go, how's it going, boys? Right. Nothing wrong right. with that. But I would never say that. I'd say, why do you have boys? Like, you know, yeah. so. Right. I could say it the way he wants me to. I could even put the spin on it. But there are things that you would say that are part of the dialect and the culture and the vernacular that he didn't know. So. Right. But that's why you're the guy that's playing him. That's it's why. It's like, here's a guide. Put your twist on it, right? Yes. And it's like, like when someone writes a script for me and they say, you didn't write it as is. I'm like, script is merely a guide myself, you know, like, well, exactly. I'll get, I'll get there. We'll get there maybe in a different little way. But Totally. Yeah. And if I yeah. just corrected it in my own voice, he'd be like, well, you're still hitched. So he's like, I wrote this pretty much for you. He's, even when I was auditioning, he said, it's yours to lose. He, they called me and let me know this. Yeah. So it was a very comforting experience. And, you know, I didn't feel much nerves other than, how am I going to deliver it for all the people at home and everything? But he kept saying, he goes like, as much as I love it, he goes, you're playing Hitch, though. This yeah. Hitch isn't you. You're playing Hitch, and I'm going to right. give you a fastball down the middle with a lot of this. But anyway, right. so that's how it was kind but, of born. Uh, but I love by it because I'll be out at the bar. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, a few times, I don't want to tell how much, but it happens. Like, I'll be there, and a girl will come over and go, so is it really 10 inches? And I'm like, every time, I'm like, thanks, Keith. No, no, but... By yeah. the time you're going to find out, it's not going to matter. Yeah. yeah. If we do it twice, <laughs> if we do it twice, it is. Yeah, exactly. That's your line, buddy. That's your line. If we do it twice. Uh, yes, that is. Thank you. You guys just you're, keep feeding me gold. You're welcome. And by the way, I, my favorite my favorite scene is when uh, you guys are going to lose and, and Jared's character picks the brawl. by like, And it's the brawl before the game. That's right out of the LNAH. You know, and Jonathan it? Torrance is up there. And I love the Jonathan Torrance character because... Uh, you know me, I grew up watching the Habs, so everything is new, but I'm like, number 35, Mike McPhee. So yeah. when I hear him do that, I, I, I'm just dying. So, He's yeah, there's there's good. such, there's such, it's like Trailer Park Boys. When you watch Trailer Park Boys and you're from Nova Scotia, there's things that you see that no one else sees. 
totally. Harry from the mirror. And when you watch um, Shorzy, if you know a few things, there's things that you see that no one else sees. Like your buddy exactly. there who actually played in the LNAH, he's yeah. playing his own character as well, right? He had a racial incident totally. in the LNAH. That, that's he even plays more a character so him. Yeah. who had a racial incident in the LNAH, you know? That was actually, so for people that don't know, that part was, I think, the only real footage. Like when, when Jonathan Diaby's- Yeah, that was legit box, footage, yeah. That was legit. That happened. They called him the N-word and his yeah. family were upset. He was upset enough to go up yeah. and do that. That was actual footage. But you're right. And that's what I find brilliant about Letterkenny and Shorzy. Letterkenny, you don't have to be from Canada. You don't have to be from a small town. Brad Pitt likes it, for God's sakes. He couldn't be any mm -hmm. further removed from a place like Letterkenny or Lillooet sure. is based on. And Shorzy, you don't have to be a hockey fan. But if you are, there's enough nuggets in there that you're like, ah, oh, I get like, like you just said. Look, or, but you know me. I've watched every yeah. fight from the LNAH since 1997, yeah. right? <laughs> Religiously on YouTube. Uh Jacques Dubé, Steve Basset, John Morasti. I love the Morastis in it, by the way. Uh, you know, yeah. seen them all. And 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 there's so many things in there that are just so LNAH. And by the way, if I lived in Sudbury and your team was playing, I'd be at every freaking game because that's my <laughs> style of hockey that, that you boys are playing. You know, Kiso goes to LNAH games, right? Like, God. he loves it. Like, when we were there shooting, yeah, we had a couple of days off or he did whatever. And then he's, he's from Montreal. Or sorry, he's not from Montreal. He lives, he lives in now. Quebec, right? Yeah, he lives in Quebec. And he made a point like he goes like he, he's it wasn't research. It wasn't. He just loves, loves that brand of hockey. He's got to get my buddy, the sheriff in for a cameo. McMorrow, he, he, he'd like that. You know, we, we spoke about it. I love the sheriff. He's does one of the my favorites. Nobody does the better pre-fight than the sheriff. Right? No, just and, gets and the sheriff can back it up. And there's always and I, yeah, like you said, the pre-fight mm -hmm. with the sheriff. There's always I don't want to say tongue in cheek. But there's always a lighter side. It's like, you know, you're you're seeing it and usually he goes to the penalty box and he's laughing. And I, I don't yeah. mean he's laughing at the fight. He's just he takes life with a grain of salt. He gets yeah. that that's the job. He's not scared to take a punch. No, and he talks about it very eloquently. I really enjoy he does. I, I enjoy Sean a lot. He's a he's a great story. And uh, yeah, but yeah, buddy, I'm so. So like I I binge Shorzy and it was just I laughed my ass off just at, at everything like that the story at the at you playing Ted uh, at everything and it was just like I think all all great success in life it comes from ultimately being true to yourself and to just be comfortable with who you are especially in art and you can maybe go on about this because you're you're an artsy oh, I, guy I but see what you're saying I so I think when you're just yourself like I think. When they made Letter Kenny, it's kind of from where Jared's. It's based on where he's from. When the boys made Trailer Park Boys, it's based on where they're from. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a scene where Bubbles goes, "You want a meat sandwich?" And I near pissed myself because my dad used to be like, "A meat sandwich? You just take meat." And he's like, "Yeah, my cousins used to make them in Trenton. Meat sandwich. My aunt would say, yeah, you want a meat sandwich?" And and then not allowed Dublin. That was a Picto thing. Not allowed London. And and it and if you throw it out there. Maybe people, it'll resonate with people, and it does. And it's the same thing with, with Shorzy. There's these little things in it, and you resonate. And it's like when I'm on TV, I make, I'll talk about Atlantic Grand Prix wrestling. I'll talk about Rick the Model Martel. I'll talk about dumb crap like hockey cards. And if you're comfortable enough to expose yourself, a lot of times people will, will relate to it. And I see my sis, my sister took my name off my Zoom, and I'm Katie K9 on here. Katie K9, uh, I saw that. I was wondering. Yeah, she I lived was. at my house for a month and overtook my life. So there you go. I don't know if it's the sport or because I don't know how you go about 
announcing highlights. That might be a bit. So when you're on the desk with Ivanka, mm -hmm. do you, you obviously know what's coming. No, I don't. It. Oh, you don't? No. Okay, because a lot of it would be on the fly. Like that's what yeah. I was, If it's at night, one game's ended, but the other one is in the first period. It's coming right. over to you. Okay, right. so you're, you, you're coming up often off the top of your head as a fan and as a creative yeah. and as an anchor. You're, you're doing that on the fly. Yeah, it's, yeah, we call it doing it cold, doing the highlights cold when you don't see them before. So they come off the printer and it's written, but I'll, I'll go off. Like, I find the way I do it, I get pretty energetic because I'm energetic about hockey and stuff. And that's the old play-by-play -play guy in me coming out, like just kind of comfortable yeah. enough to go on the fly. So away we go. Interesting. And you know what I find you're often at your best during baseball? I, yeah. I, I, I don't know because there's a... As the because a home runs are a thing, and and as the ball's being hit, even though it's just the time for the ball to leave the stadium or the leave the park, leave the fucking field. Listen to me. Um, <laughs> I find you'll often have, and I don't know if that's subconscious or what it is. A goal happens really quick. A fight happens. You'll have something maybe amusing to say. But a lot of my favorites are during the baseball highlights. And so, were you conscious of that first of all, and secondly? Are you as crazy about baseball cards as you are hockey cards? Uh, for your second question, yeah. For your first question, wasn't conscious about it. I think different sports have different pace to them. Yes, and that's the word. you know, so so you just kind of capture the pace of the sport. Baseball is more eloquent, I think. But yeah, I got a ton of ton of old baseball cards as well. Absolutely. I love my Expos cards. I love my Mickey Mantles, my Willie Mays, all those old dudes. Uh, I think thoughts. Some of the reason I love the uh, and I get really nostalgic for the old cards in hockey is because mm -hmm. there was less gear and you, people weren't wearing helmets or like really mm -hmm. slight ones. And I think you know baseball, what they look like. You see what they look like, and baseball and, and you, is the and, same, and, right? And with the old hockey cards too, even if guys wore helmets, they had different styles. They look like soldiers now. Everyone has the same helmet. Back then, you'd have yeah, yeah. But a CCM, a Jofa, a Coho, you know, all kinds of different stuff. I love yeah. it. I know. Me too. Some things we have to move away from, but um, anything so uniform, I, I don't know. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know how scouts do it anymore. I don't know how you identify guys because. And the other thing is too with the game, everybody's coached the same, so everybody looks the same, right? Like every, I, I swear, there's how many teams in the NHL now? 31, 32? 32. 32. 28 of them play the same way, like yeah. the same way. Yeah, and and the top four usually play different, and the other guys are just trying to, you know, limit and chances. One thing that's always gets said is that, and you know what the four usually have in common? I'm just throwing out this. I'm not trying to. I'm not talking fighting. I'm not, but big, big D, big players, big yes. defense. Yes, that's why a lot of people don't comment on it. I mean, I watch the Leafs. I'm not a huge Leafs fan. I never was, but my friend now is the equipment manager. I want to see a Canadian. This 30 years, for fuck's sakes, I don't care if it's <laughs> Ottawa. I don't care. Somebody, somebody, do something. And the Leafs seem to be ready to do it. But I, you it need seems to me that every defense. team. You don't. You don't even. Kemper wasn't this great goal, but I think you need great goaltending or a stud like McCarr plus. Like Hedman and these guys are big. They're big guys. Look at Colorado's D. Look at look at the best. Colorado teams. won this year with adequate goaltending. 
adequate. Adequate. No disrespect to Kemper, but there were games in the final when you're like, Jesus, you know, you got to make those stops in the final. I wouldn't be rushing to sign them. I think yeah. they, they won with adequate goaltending. Uh, in the last five, Chicago, six years, you could say one with adequate goaltending back a couple of years ago. Yeah, you but look at that day. They had two fucking first team all stars on their team, right outside. Of, I'm just thinking Seabrook and Keith right off the bat. Then you got look, Matt, uh, Murray won it one year. Bennington, who was wasn't even in the NHL at the beginning, but each yep. team had a Norris Trophy candidate. Yeah. No disrespect to Morgan Riley. I just don't think he's there, big enough and mobile. No, he's enough. not. He's not yeah. that player. He's an awesome player. Awesome player. You you that. win when Morgan Riley's your number three or your number two. You yeah. don't win when he's your number one. And by far um, your number one. Yeah. No one talks about Mikhail Sergachev for Tampa because Hedman's there. And Sergachev is a stud. He is awesome. God. Look at that trade. Drew Ant for Sergachev. I can't bless my buddy, the late Dale Howard Chuck. He had Sergachev and junior. And he's like, wait till you see this guy. Wait till you see this guy. He's going to be awesome. And Ducky was bang on. Um, RIP. What a great fucking guy. That was the best, the best. I used to love that. That is tournament in Muskoka, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but there's something to be said. Cause every time Johnny Goudreau makes a move, Mm Mm-hmm. People go, well, you know, like, good thing. Like, lots more room for small players today. I don't. I think there was always Flurry, Steve Sullivan. There was always guys like that. Mm-hmm. Again, and God rest his soul, there's a reporter here, Robin Short. And he did. Yeah, I know his, who Robin Short was. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he was on the scene. You would have met him a few times. Good fella. And we were go way back. He's old school, too. Like, he covered my dad. We would have great conversations. We'd go out to dinner once in a while and and have conversations about the 70s, 80s Newfoundland athletes, you know, like the, and they, the, the guys with nicknames locally, the guys with like Danky Dorrington, like people like that. Danky um, Dorrington, Pictou County, Nova Scotia. Yeah. He played he, there. Uh, he's, he's from Stellarton, I think. Yeah. Right. And yeah. played out in Cornerbrook, played for a few teams, but in Cornerbrook, yeah. he's a legend. Um, but anyway, we'd have those conversations, but he'd say, no, T, I think, you know, I, I, I think there's more room now for the small player. I, if the average size has gone up, I just don't see how that's true. I, I, I know that there's less hitting and everything, and there's less physicality. There's, it's probably easier once you get there on your body. Mm-hmm. If you're Johnny Goudreau, probably easier, but physics are still a thing. The rink doesn't get any bigger, and Hedman is great, and everybody knows him as a Norse Trophy. He's 6'4", is he? 6'5". Um, so I want to say 6'6". Six, six, yeah, maybe 6'6". Six, six. Right, and there's uh, right down, look, just... Without naming every player, look, I think the average size on D for uh, Tampa was 6'3", 210, 250. They're big men. They're big men. That's and they're and, crazy. And, but they're also skilled. Like, the, the thing is, Hedman's not only huge. Sergachev's not only huge. They're just, they're so damn good. They're so damn good at moving the puck and making the passes. They're yeah. deep. They're deep, but, you know, and they got a lot of guys signed to eight-year deals, too. So, now, I don't know how they're going to manage of, that. Um, no, I know. Speed, well, some teams can sign more than others. But, well, I'll use I'll just use Sid Crosby as an example. He's making eight point seven a year, I think. Then um, anyway, that's Sidney Crosby. I don't. It's another thing with Toronto. It's hard with that business model with four, three guys making ten sure million plus, a fourth close to it, and more come. You know. And how about all these American kids hopping back to America? What's going to happen when Matthews this contract is what Ooh. I'm getting at? So Chuck now is calling this shot. He's going to be traded any minute. I was going to say any day, but probably today, probably sometime from what I'm reading. Goudreau just left town. And I guess that's his right. It just never used to happen as much in hockey. There was some loyalty to it. Now, yeah. again, 
I don't want to sit here and shit all over Johnny Goodrow. I don't understand. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. No. I just wrote his, read his article in the Players' Tribune. Look, he had the right to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. You know, end of the day, it's his right. I won't so much knock guys like that as applaud guys who do it the other way. You know, sure. like this, there's sure. up for me. Okay. That's why I like Steve Eisenman and not Alexi Ashen. And that's the way it goes. And then gotcha. always will be like that for me, from my attitude. Now I know things change. I think basketball leads the charge on that. Oh, basketball is out of control. The players are just calling all so the shots. You as, a, as someone who covers the sport, when is that hockey's the from two perspectives, hockey's the last sport to go the way of in an interview. I'm the best. Like, Mm-hmm. People still don't really say I'm the best. Whereas yep. I think if you were to interview a lot of the basketball players, just for one example, it doesn't happen much in baseball. No. I really baseball. It's hard, man, because you're up there and you got to face that pitcher and slumps are a thing. And I just don't know how. Yeah, I'm the best. And I know I'm going to get four hits today. I can't see that ever translating. There's no karma. There's baseball most... teaches you to be humble. I mean, it you does. fail most of the time, but yeah. that's why I love my son's a, big baseball player. And I love it because he's learned some awesome life. You're right. You can be the best in the sport and you're not going to hit the ball or you're not going to get on base one of every two times as a hit. Sorry. Oh, no chance in hell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's it. But some of these guys, so hockey, same thing, like players, usually best players only on the ice 40% of the time. And you need the other guys, right? Hey, my favorite episode of Shorzy, Nat's speech in the last part. I think I really, I've talked to Keith. So I, I think, Unofficially, that's kind of his ode to hockey. The final episode, yeah. He says, "Let's leave it." It gets serious for a little bit. All of yeah, a sudden, yeah. I was watching it welling up. I was going, "I didn't expect this because when we shot it, I didn't feel this." But it got. I mean, we knew what was happening, but after everything, you're watching the show, and you know, you're in and out of there, and you're 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 doing work, and it's actual paycheck, and you're like, "When am I going to do the stunt? When are we?" And so it becomes you you start to not appreciate the work that you're doing. Yeah, sure. And I don't mean that in any it's just the way it goes so same thing playing in the nhl i mean sometimes i go home pissed off what the fuck you know i want to play tomorrow not like oh i just practiced with saku koivu again <laughs> you know sure it's easy to, so we're up there doing it and um she has a speech in the final episode and it says you know hockey's different and she says now hold on guys they're, they're sluts but you know what Hockey's different. When you, when they lose, it's always I. I could have done this. Better. I, I could have done this. Right? And then she says, and when they win, it's always we. Yeah. Some sports, some athletes. That's that's starting to not be the case. But I can even point at basketball. Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, all the best players. Don't want to sound like a grandfather again. When I was growing up, they'd never be caught dead saying I'm the best player. No, a, a buddy of mine made a great point. This week, my little guy likes basketball. He said, LeBron's the best ever. And my buddy said, no, Michael Jordan is because Michael Jordan didn't get to pick his teammates. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm i old school. You're old school. I love we. I love us. So many young fans just love the bravado of the guys in the NBA. Me, 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 me. That's not for me. I, I, I hate to say it, but my kid I was doing BP with him the other day and he smoked when he started a hot dog. And I go, if you want to act like that, go play basketball. You're playing yeah. baseball, run the, but you're, you know, you can flip the bat once in a while if you want, but it's wild. And what we've come now in basketball to accept, and this is recent. I mean, the evolution from Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan types, mm-hmm. that's been going on a while. Okay. And, and, and selfishness and self-involvement, 
that's picked momentum over the years, which I always find funny because back then they weren't making enough for the rest of their lives. And again, I love, you know what? I, I'm not shitting on this guy. Mitch Marner is one of my favorite players to watch. I mm -hmm. I'd love to meet him. He's part, I'm part of the true family now. But I'm like 10.9 a year. You, you couldn't have taken 10.5 and like, but if someone offers all it to that you. time, it's millions of, and I know you're exercising your right and everything, but now your team's a little bit fucked. Could Crosby is, but maybe, maybe he thought the cap was going to go up when he signed that. He might right? have, he might have, you and know? hockey's a bad example, I guess, but because, but what I'm saying is he definitely thought that that's part of it. But when it comes again, let's talk basketball again. I, I, when it comes to sports, I'm a firm believer that we is bigger than me. You know, the old cliche, the name on the front is more important than the yeah. name on the back. And you know, that's that's how we were brought up, though. That's how that's how hockey's always been played, um, and you, because and you, it has to it has to be played that way. It, it, has, it has to. And, and, and I will. I, I think hockey's a bad example because it, Marner, again, like you're still your your window's small and who knows, maybe he gets hurt right off the bat and he wants yeah. to support. He doesn't know his family's. But let's say basketball. OK, let's just say that again, because it's starting to get out of hand. People are making. Didn't Westbrook, who everybody knows, is going to have not his best year? See, he's he's making forty seven million a year this see, year. I don't mind. I don't mind the money there. The basketball guys are making. I just hate the oh, like the Durant thing. He just signed a four year extension last summer. Oh, now I want to be traded. Look, the team made a commitment to you. You honor that commitment. You know. But I, now I don't, Matthew I don't Kachuk, like, So when is that right. going to? That's it's seeping starting. in. Yeah. So so I'm I'm a I like to think I'm a loyal guy, but the whole. The jumping from team to team and teaming up with your buddies and trying to win here and trying to win there. Uh, I don't know if the, there's honor in that, but I don't know if these guys care about that, right? Like, but, but, but also, but what when you go they, back to the so early days of pro only sports, care theory, about the money? Um, maybe, but when you go back to early days of pro sports, guys jump teams every year, right? Every year, guys jumped around in any sport. So, yeah. you know, but it's, it's happened before. Was there contracts like, okay, so here's a better example. Here's a better example. Juan Soto, who literally, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think seven years ago, lived in a hut, I think. I, I've heard he's, he was poor. He didn't have the money. Okay. Baseball got him out of, of, of um, poverty, okay? Now, I'm going on one article I read. I watch him every day on TV in the highlights. I know how good he is. Mm -hmm. But let's just say he's not from a wealthy family. At the very least, I'll say that, okay? Sure. It was implied poverty. Okay, now we're talking four or five hundred million dollars. Hundred, you're set for ten lifetimes over. Yeah, I'd sign that. Yeah. Okay. Now, why do you even have to negotiate? What What was the first offer? Four hundred or four forty? Wow. And he wants, but like Scott Boris is his agent. That's step one. Also, the agent was saying, oh, he had to fly commercial to make it to the All Star game. Oh, the poor fall. I bet it was coach as well. Like. Yeah, uh, I saw. Yeah, Soto had to fly commercial. Didn't get to LA till one thirty. Well, woe is me. Like I'm not having a lot of pity for you there. Um, no pity. The four forty. You could look. The argument would be he's he's underpaid because if you break it down a season, the four forty only makes him the so and so highest paid player in the game. But no one's ever been offered four hundred forty million ever before. So you're not going to get a lot of public sympathy for him. No, not, none not, from me. Just none. None from me. Just, I just, I can't relate. I can't relate. I've never been offered four hundred forty million dollars to do anything. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. 
Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. As a Canadian, I know I'll always be throwing money down on the Blue Jays. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I have a question for you. Yes, bud. 30 years ago, the Habs won it. Mm -hmm. Do you think the reason it's been 30 years, because, I mean, it kind of should have, what are there, seven Canadian teams? It should happen, you know, just by the law of averages, once every four or five years. Sure. It hasn't happened. So now this, this year, for example, if Calgary's, one of the teams that's contending that easily could have been in the Stanley Cup final. Yes. Now, they're, they just lost arguably their best player and are about to lose another one. I'm not sure what they're going to do. The first one they didn't get anything for. So I haven't paid attention, but are, are we losing people because we're in Canada? Is it Raptors syndrome, which I think that page is with Masai Ujiri, It's that's changing and it's a new culture mm-hmm. definitely a new attitude but for years that was definitely the case we'd lose the best mm-hmm. players hope to draft someone hold on to them for five or six years so is that what's happening and not that it, it's always so blatant but i always said i think Tavares was unique and that I mean, the leaps even more than the habs but often these free agents don't sign here so it's not as obvious yeah. as someone leaving it's someone saying you know what fuck that fuck canada whatever, whether it's the snow, whether it's the taxes, whether it's just not a city, city, quote unquote, whatever they think we're from Canada. Maybe I'm like, I can see how, if you were from Southern United States and you didn't want to play in Winnipeg or Edmonton, I I guess I see that. I mean, you're, you're immersed in hockey. You must know. I mean, if I, if I played soccer and I pick England, I'm going to know that it's probably the weather is going to be a little chillier than if I chose Spain. Uh, You know, and that's part of it. So you would think they would know going in. But do you think is there that much of a dislike for playing in Canada? And if so, like, when the fuck are we going to see it? Is Matthews going to? I'd say the Leafs have a good chance. But if they lose Matthews again in a couple of years, they don't. Like, you know, is this going to keep happening? Okay, so I'll go deep on this for you. So the last time a Canadian team won the Cup was 1993. In 93, there was, what, 22, 23 teams, maybe? I know there's 21 up yeah, and San Jose I think came Tampa in. and San Jose maybe right. entered before. And Ottawa might come on board around that. So let's say 24. Okay. Also, then free agency wasn't a big thing, right? Like if, if Brennan Shanahan signed and Scott Stevens was compensating going the other way. So free agency started to happen after, let's say, 95. And so August. why wasn't it a thing? Well, this wasn't bargained for, right? Players, yeah. they, they had to wait longer to get to free agency. The compensation for a free agent signing with a team of guys the teams would have to give up several draft picks, first round picks. So players got have more rights. And as you can see now with Johnny Goodrow, it's easier. You, you play your eight years or whatever, and you can switch teams. So that's one thing. Also, I think um, back in the day, hockey was a middle-class sport, right? 
it was played by guys. Look, there's kids who I grew up with who didn't have a lot of coins. They could still play hockey. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. No. Hate to say it, Hockey Canada, it's a rich man's sport. Hockey's yeah. a rich man's sport, especially in the United States. Like, I mean, those kids playing in the U.S., like, to me, hockey's no different than golf in the U.S. Like, it's a money sport. If you're playing AAA in L.A., you're flying to play AAA against Chicago, which is insane. Right? We, okay. Yeah. So with that comes people maybe more used to calling their own shots. So maybe players don't want to play in Canada. Whereas before, if Chris Chelios was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, sure, why not? If Craig Lodwick was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. Is that Gail? Hey, Gail. If drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, hey, on? sure, sure, why not? Um, I think if, if you want to go real deep, Patrick Wall calling his shot out of Montreal, that maybe showed a lot of players that, hey, I got, I got a lot of power. Maybe Good I point. can do something. So, but, but having said all that, we have had some talented teams in Canada. Uh, people point to media pressure, which I think is a bunch of crap. I don't think that that plays a big role. It might annoy players, but I don't think there's like media. Pressure I've never heard anybody role. say that. I don't know. I, right. lot, I know a lot of people may, maybe indirectly, but I, I don't know. I mean, it happened for me. First round pick in Montreal. I couldn't get any more pressure cook, but I mean, exactly. fuck, it's the NHL. I never yeah. I looked at it. I don't know. I don't know. I, so, I, so why don't Canadian relate. I don't teams, see that. No. Why don't Canadian teams win? Well, yeah, I think players have more options now. So maybe they don't want to sign here. They want to go to a more tax friendly place, a better climate. So that's one thing. Uh, but yeah, the law of averages should suggest that one of them should win, but it just hasn't happened. But I'd look to uh, players have more say in where they go now. They have more say in, in how they're treated and what they do. And I, th I think that plays a, a large factor. That's a great point. You know, the way I've often looked at that, and again, just a passing thought, mm -hmm. but my mentality would be, especially now if I was Goodrow, and I would, again, these are difference of opinion. Yeah. Is all I'm not so much knocking him. I, I don't get see, I don't get the mindset because for me, I'd want to go to Calgary and be a fan favorite. I would want to be everything I could be within that city. It right. seems like a lot of people now want to be everything they can be within the sport and the world. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm me, I'm on this team, but my team is my Instagram, and not that it is with Johnny or my brand is my team. My brand, and I, I want to be popular everywhere, and I want to. Whereas I would just go, fuck, man, like, let's go to Winnipeg and ride this train. Let's embrace it. Let's you be would. fucking legends in Winnipeg. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's be fucking love. Let's go to house parties. Let's just show up out of yeah. nowhere. We're legends. We're fucking heroes. Let's embrace it. These fans fucking love us. If we win, it's going to be the biggest thing ever. Not so much in Columbus, but you can no. up your profile. You can be closer to home, yes, but I thought New Jersey or New York Islanders. But now I am specifically talking about Goudreau. But I'm going in general. A lot of people, I, I don't know, and, and maybe that's a looking beyond it. Like, I, I couldn't see the forest through the trees. If I got traded to a team and I was there, okay, the next yeah. time I won't be here is when you trade me. Uh, you're not sure. going to see me come in and demand this or demand that. Meanwhile, I did exactly that. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not for nothing about the city. I didn't like Michelle. Any, anything that comes down to a situation which can be cause anxiety or depression, I mean, I fucking get it, right? I get that totally. But yeah. I, do, I do think it's a different mentality. I think it's a, the sports changed a lot, but I mean... Not everybody's old school. Uh, Sidney Crosby was going to sign a pit. Um, not everyone. I mean, the, the, the sport has changed a lot in 30 years. Um, but if you want to, I don't think there's one reason why a Canadian team hasn't 
won a cup in 30 years, but I think it's a combination of a lot of things. And I think we hit on some of them there, but people will point to pressure to media pressure. I don't, I don't know about that, but then again, if you're Johnny Goodrow, you come off the ice in Columbus, there might be one local camera there and the beat guy. Whereas if you come up the ice in Calgary, there is a lot more to do off the ice. I mean, now he's on the depth chart below Ohio State football, way below it. Oh, right? yeah. So, no one, like I said, the fan base. In so, yeah. So, I mean, if you just want to, I'm not saying, like, if a guy just, I mean, for me, if I could, you know, I'd play in San Jose, man. You get the weather. There's no media. It's a great spot. I, yeah, no, of totally. That would be great. I just, yeah. I know me, my mentality, not that it would be the right mentality or it's always, but once it was all those millions of dollars, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sign for 70 or 76 or whatever the fuck it is. I don't even care. I'd say to my, yeah. I don't care. Whatever we're talking mm -hmm. about is way more money that I could spend. I'm yeah. going to live unbelievably. Uh, you can spend it, buddy. You can spend it. I know you. Mm, but here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing. I wouldn't care. If, I'm telling you. If you're the Calgary Flames now, you got to draft guys with your mindset. Right. When that we always talk about the interviews that players do and, you know, these these dumb questions you got at your draft combine. Well, maybe they got to ask, start asking some more specific questions. Yeah. Would you play in Calgary? Would you stay long term in Calgary? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just mining the WHL for players. But maybe maybe that's a problem because maybe that question isn't asked because people. Maybe don't it think, isn't. I mean, I don't know. GMs and coaches don't last eight years. Were you, they were don't, you ever so they don't give that? a fuck. Right, maybe that's yeah. Were you ever asked, "Would you play for us if we drafted you?" Like, no, I would think that, was that a, would even be asked. I was asked many, 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 many questions. Vi virtually none. I, I would remember they didn't have to do with money. Right. I, I so if I'm coaching, down. if I'm coaching the Calgary Flames, and and there's some prospect, let's say from California, where players actually come from now. Yeah, and he's it. playing NCAA hockey. If we drafted you, would you consider playing for us for the rest of your life? Do you know anything about Calgary? You know, or, or yeah. is it like, oh, my God, I don't want to go up there. I then it would be. I think that's I don't a question that has to be I asked it, now. I don't think that those were the rules. I don't think you could jump ship right. after eight so hours. So now you can, if you put in your time, you're going to get that free agency. And players have a lot more rights. So I think that's Maybe that's, that's it. The people, the, the, the turnover, which I don't agree, the turnover with coaches and GMs. I mean, I don't get it. Guys like Bruce Cassidy or whoever. I can go on and on and on and Guys that win, and there's only one team in 32 guys that are going to win. There's only right. one in 32 teams. You can't judge everybody on the Stanley Cup. Exactly, but you can't. Every team does, and therefore, nobody lasts eight years. So I why would I care? That, right. I want a GM that's going to be there for 20 years to build my yeah. model and to to go with that. But you're right. When you turn GMs out every four or five years. Why would you, you ever ask the question, succeed? are you going to be loyal? I don't care. In eight years from now, you're not going to be under my direction anyway. Right. I, is the GM going to be loyal? Right? So, so the question, I guess, isn't asked. But to me, that's a massive thing to just, God, you just get nothing. God damn it. You get nothing. I don't know, but I would be, you know what? I, <laughs> telling you, telling you, if the worst case scenario I could see myself doing is before Christmas going, guys, I'm definitely jumping. He knew this, man. He knew it. He says today no, in this Player Tribune know. article that right down to the last second, he didn't really know. Nah, I, I don't blame him for wanting to go, but I don't I buy that for a I buy that he didn't believe Columbus right off the bat. I buy everything, but I think he was counting. I think he's being real nice and gracious. I'm not even judging him mm -hmm. for it. If I was from the United States again, it would be a completely different mindset to go to Calgary. Small market, Canada, snow, all of the above. I see where he's coming from. Wouldn't be my opinion, but I see it.
But I yeah. guarantee you, there's no way to prove it. He right. knew this in November. He was counting his days to get out. Otherwise, you you have put in seven years, so you better. If he didn't think about it, then that's a selfish fucking move. If you know oh. you're leaving or there's a chance, tell us. We'll get something. I'd like to get a fucking bag of pucks and a fucking free PlayStation pass. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Give me a fucking meals on the road. Give me two prospects. They could be ninth rounders, but give me something, which we know wouldn't be the case because they would have gotten something huge. Anyway, which they will for Kachuk. If there's anything, yeah, they okay, gotta get a shot. They have, they have to get a haul for Kachuk, man. They have to. They fucking have to. Um, how many pickled how come, eggs? Yeah, go say, ahead, how, bud. How many pickled eggs have you ever eaten? I don't. I might have tasted one. I don't think it would be something I'd like. Uh, whenever I think of pickled eggs, I think of the classic show, and you'd know it, Codco, and uh, 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 Jones. Uh, Mr. Jones on Conco Kathy's brother. What was his name? He was um, always and Andy. Andy Jones, Andy, Andy Jones. Jones yeah. And about the third or fourth episode of Codco, and my family loved it. We watched it every Thursday night. It was Kids in the Hall followed by Codco. He played a guy named Ricardo Huerta. And Ricardo Huerta always oh. ate pickled eggs and he'd have egg and burp. I got an egg and burp. I forgot that. Egg. You remember the that one? Egg and burp. Codco I, I was explaining burp. on here a while ago. Fuck. That was the, um, see, if it wasn't for Codco, yeah. Things like Republic of Doyle would never have happened. No, Codco was beautiful. Like I always Kids say, Kids in the Hall, I think, came right after. I think maybe they were yeah. influenced. Yeah. Uh, my, my, uh, there's so many classic lines of Codco excited all day. The two old guys working on the set. You know what time it is? What time is it? <laughs> time for a break. I'll say that. I'll say that to Ivanka something. It's time for a break. You know what time it is? Time for a break. Are we, you know what? That'd be a great, for those who don't know, yeah, the Good Newfoundland show is. A, Largely the wonderful grand band, the people in the wonderful grand band started it, which was a music act. But okay. I used to, okay, Codco, Kids in the Hall came, and, and, and Codco, sorry, came right before that. Well, before Codco, a lot of the people on that show, Greg Malone, Tommy Sexton, who's since passed away, yeah. um, Ron Hines, Sandy Morris, go down the list, there's, there's probably eight or nine of them that were directly involved. And then Andy Jones and Mary Sexton. And there's, there's people in the arts community that like, this was a band, but when you yeah. would go see the one with like Ron Hines, Sonny's dream, if you know nothing yeah. else, people Sonny lives on a farm. Yeah. I mean, Ron Hines is one of the best singer songwriters ever in Canada, let alone Newfoundland just died. We got a statue for him. Huge. Highly recommend all his music. But anyway, he started in the wonderful grand band. So they would play. Like I remember, different time man my mom and dad going for a bite to eat at the strand beers everywhere you could bring your kids in though they just weren't allowed to drink any time of day no problem. Get some kids at midnight but you know it's 9 30 there's booze there's smoke in the bar out would come the wonderful grand band they'd do a skit which all of them ended up on codco all of this stuff i love it was live theater stuff and then yeah. they would they would go like two or three songs get you into it and then they'd boom they'd go off ron to take a break greg had come out with tommy and they go back and forth. They usually they they dress as women and do their thing before yeah. that was a thing. Yeah. And it was it was it was fun for the whole family. And they would play at the Strand and then Barclays and Mount. They were on this this little mini tour in town, and you would go see it. And it was a real feather in your hat. I saw the wonderful Grand Band, and then you know, in eighty eight or eighty nine, Codco came. And then oh, I loved Codco. The man. whole world got to see. I I've watched so many Codco videos on YouTube since YouTube surfaced, and I mean I could quote you so many skits, but. I'm like it was just so Newfoundland, the no daddy with Tommy Malone as the old five. Put that cheese in my fridge for my own edification. Yeah. Who ate my cheese? You know, stuff like that. Um, so 
uh, and look up the video Babylon Mall, a take on the Avalon Mall. That's a good. So I'm going to send you even I got some DVDs. I don't know, but you can't get them anywhere else. Only on the DVD, but the wonderful grand band have DVDs. And that's it's a stage thing, though. It's all filmed on stage, but you will see it. I'm going to send it to you. And that's almost all of it ended up coming out on Codco. Um, It's 2060. How many NHLers are wearing full cages? Oh, every one of them. You think that's yeah. Well, 2060 to now would be like us saying 1984, I guess, 38 years. Yep. And how many NHLers were advisor in 84? Four or five? Yeah. Maybe. I, 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 Ron Stackhouse. Uh, I was the you, first you guy. I saw right, though. You were all right. I didn't. Yeah. Ron yeah, no Stackhouse advisors, but I don't know that anybody was in. Uh, I remember the first hockey card I saw with the visor. I think it was Ron Stackhouse. Uh, Donnie Nackbar, Snackbar, who you'd know. His 8182 Opeachy, he's got a visor on with a half K with a, with a face mask. I talked to him about that. Yeah, yeah, books. yeah. He's like, for frick's sakes, I broke my cheekbone or something. He was in a yeah, fight yeah, the night before something. Boston. Yeah, and he's like, ah, my hockey card. I got a mask on. I never wore a mask except for one game, right? It was a hockey card. And that was in your, in yeah. your book. Yeah, yeah. I, that I was the first so. book. Yeah, but yeah, they'll all, be wearing, they'll all be wearing full cages. Yeah. Who have you influenced the most? You influence other than your kids. I was going to say my kids. Uh, perhaps my brother and sister. Okay. I would I would hope, po- hopefully positively. But yeah, my kids, other than my kids, my brother and sister, my little brother, right? Three Were you years guys old. tight growing up, you and your brother yep. and sister? Yeah, we'd have some, yep, for sure. My brother and I would have some epic fights. Uh, the unwritten rule was no face punches. One time I punched him in the face and pretty much KO'd him. He woke up and just hack me right over the back of the legs with his road hockey stick that was a good scrap but uh yeah we're all still tight is that a mustang shirt yeah hamilton mustangs he even got young blood on the back ah oh you got young blood on the back too yeah number 10 baby films right up the road at ted reeve arena i was was skating two days ago at noon with uh, all the pro guys come back and skate It's, it's good and the guys going to junior and I mean, it's it's a fast skates, great skates. We we do it three or four days a week at least at noon, and um, love it. So we're in the room, and most things. I mean, because you know they're watching chicklets. I'm watching it. I'll have my opinion. They'll have their opinion. They'll laugh. I'll say, "Fuck!" Someone needs to grab somebody. There's, you know, my opinion is always like barbaric to them. And mine as well. Yeah, yeah, right. They they got that. Go, boys. Where's yourself? Some of them actually have selfie sticks. I'm like, come on. But it's a great. It makes for great good dressing room stuff. But the other day, I started quoting the young blood. And nobody knew what I was talking about. Oh, went, my what? God. Because Slapshot lived on. Not everybody. How can Youngblood not be viewed on the bus? How right. is that? Oh, wait, everyone's on their little headsets now. Bro. You would figure you would know what Youngblood was, man. Especially God. Rob Lowe. You Rob know, Mike Lowe. Futes was in Youngblood. He was an extra. He gets yeah. tuned up by Racky in one of the scenes. He, he showed me the picture. Uh, Joe, so, Joe Racky, it, right? Joe. Uh, Joe. Uh, Carl Racky. Carl Racky. Uh, played by George Finn, who Doug Gilmore played junior against in the OHL. It's funny. All the guys have young blood connections, too. He reminds me of Linger, that guy. He reminds me of Dale Hunter, the way he strides and yeah. kind of back. That look. Yeah, Dale Hunter. I, I, yeah. I do see some Linger, Even the but... kind of expression he has. Very Hunter, the way he kind of glances in the eye shot a little. And the very classic, what's Youngblood's billet's name again? Miss McGill. Miss McGill. Classic. Nothing scene. like tea with Miss McGill. She do it to me last week. She do it to me last night. 
by the way, I see Linger's got a modeling career going the other now. He's he's in oh. some picture he's tweeting out. He's he's tweeting out for, yeah. uh, for shaving cream or something. Something like that. He's having lots of fun over that the a boy I Linger. I told him he'd do it at some point. You know, I'll Linger. see him this weekend in Summerside. I uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I was there with you guys, man. It's killing me. But I've always said, like, I I found myself in a situation of, you know, I found the camera, I found the mic, you know, and and Linger's yet to do it. But I told him he should have a a, a, a podcast or like there's some something out there that's people like he needs to be heard. He, yeah, he, someone needs to push the buttons in the right way. He's been on Chicklets, but. They're almost pressing for a story. You you know what we do, Ken? When we go to Chicklets, when they first came over here, Biz had some stuff planned. Yeah. And then he quickly realized, he's like, how about this? We got two cameras. So the first camera, you're going to come and do what we tell you. The second camera, you're just going to follow around senior because you're going to get, it's going to be way better. It's going to be up. When we go to Vegas, same thing. We go there, we land. This is the same thing. Pasha, we need a camera. For you guys, we're going to have it set up and we're going to do interviews. The other camera, boys, just follow Senior, follow him out to the tables, follow Listen, him out to where he's going to eat, follow him to Denny's. A senior reality show. It has to happen. It well, has to happen. Well, I, I, I think we're, 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 we're dancing all around. I'm not it. telling it, anybody how to do their business, but, but I mean, does. my God, I love the man. Well, I think that with Linger would work better than a setup interview. And, and okay. I, I do. I, not that you're going to pay someone to follow him around, but Linger, the organic stuff is the best. You sit down for a beer and he starts chirping somebody or asking the waitress, you know, what the specials are. And OK, now we're good. Pack a lunch. Yeah, you're going to see David Ling. But if I say Linger, like, tell me a good story. It's too packaged. Right. Pat him on. People like it, but there's so right. much more to David Ling. Right. Right. Organic is, I guess, the key is what you're saying, which might even go. That might include most Atlantic Canadians. I think so. Look, in, why don't in hockey, you, in hockey, the, the guys that I know from sports. Yeah. Look, why don't you just rent an apartment, put Linger and, and Senior in it for a month and record it. There's your, there's your show. Edit it down. Up like Big Brother, I think it would work. So me and Linger, we, we used to, we lived together briefly. We played a full year, but uh, in Freddie, but I, I had to move out of my place for some That's reason. when you guys had to blow up furniture, right? Yeah. We had, we had, had a pool. And we, and we got the idea I got to I got to say this. We got the idea from Frank Bannum, mm-hmm. a great minor league scorer and and actually played a little bit in the NHL, played like 21 games, has like eight goals. It's crazy. And wow. it's crazy. If you look at Bannum's numbers, he had 80 in junior. 80 really? in the West. See, look, now I got it. Now I got to do Look up Frank Bannum's numbers. I can't. One of the games I played in the show was against his last name for me. B-A-N-H-A-M. Okay. Um, and yeah, w- one of the games I played against him with Anaheim, and he went like he burned Patrice Breesbaugh, who was part of that 30 years ago team that won the cup. This would have been in like 96, yeah. 97, right? Yeah. And he went in and went shelf on, on, on Tebow. And I was like, my God. What's going on here? He's going to, you know, and it, at the stats that time, I think it was like nine games. He had like three goals. So I was like, oh, he's off and off and running. And it never really happened. I had him on the program, and it's funny how things kind of change for people, but. Anyway, Frankie Bannum, we went to play them. He was playing for Cincinnati under Mike Babcock at the time. Uh, the Cincinnati I, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, Mighty Ducks. And, yeah. Uh, great player. And we went over. You know, the Western Leaguers would stick together like Newfoundlanders stick together. During the oh, game, yeah. Okay. Yeah. During the game, 
The boys would come over and go, hey, what's going on? Hey, T, T, Tri-Cities, hey, let's go. Meet you after the... I'm like, okay, sure enough. So I grabbed Boyd Olson, Maddie Higgins, some of, the, some of the boys, and we went over, and Linger was there with us. We went over to his place, and he had a disco ball, and he had an inflatable couch. I couldn't believe it, and... and <laughs> Yeah, Why not? You're not there for long. I know. And me and Linger just look right at each other. We're like, okay, so we had all inflatable furniture and we used to invite people back for a pool party after the yeah. bar. And we just had a little Nerf pool with like two buckets of water in it. Oh, rich full of beer. Bob's your uncle. There you go. And off you go. No cover charge, buddy. And off you go. So what is your daily routine. I want to know this because you don't, you must not go to actual quote unquote work till later, but there's yeah. a lot of other things that happen with public speeches, with appearances, with collecting hockey cards. You got to go, yeah. to, even if it's not work, a lot of what you do is routine and your work is unique in it, in the hours. So tell me what, and you've got kids in a family that you have to be hands yeah. on with. Yeah. So what does a typical day include for Ken, the killer read? Well, average day for me, get up around noon to one, um, have a cup of coffee, get fired up, maybe uh, go pick the kids up at three, uh, maybe play a little baseball or road hockey with the kids, uh, help wife eat around five, cook dinner, 6.30 or so, head into work, work till around two, get home around 2.30, maybe watch some TV, go to bed around 3.30, wake up at noon, do it all over again. In the meantime, I'm writing another book, so I gotta. I work on that. I'm on hiatus for the summer, but I got to have a book due by uh, book due by January, and so I'm going to get back at that, and September rolls around, so then I'll wake up at 11, write for a few hours, then go to work, so just mix some writing in there. It's easy. I write when the kids are at school, so there's no sense writing in the summer. And yeah, it's golf when I can, um, do a lot of MC gigs on my nights off maybe, but my, my work is kind of weird cause it's, it's really late the last couple of years since COVID came. So it's, that's, it's different. Whereas before I only worked till 11, so I could kind of have a normal day and get up around nine, but now I, and people think it's lazy when you sleep until noon, but when you go to bed at four, that's eight hours. So you yeah, know. no, no, I don't at all. Yeah, it's like shift work, right? It's like working shift work. Totally. But no, I've, 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 yeah, but pre pretty boring. But, who's but responsible? I, yeah. I think, I, I don't know if I've ever said it. You're one of my friends. I don't want to toot your horn, but I think you're one of the most toot. stylish um, members of the media family on Thanks, TV buddy. and any sports. So does Sportsnet pick that stuff or do you? Yeah. My style, our stylist name is Deb Berman. So when I first started working at Sportsnet, I'd meet with Deb and kind of go over what I want to wear and what she wanted me to wear. And we kind of met, met a, a compromise. Like if it was up to me, I would look like a full on 70 street pimp, yeah. but you know, so now it's to the point where I just come in and there might be a couple new suits in my closet and Deb knows exactly what I want. And, and she nails it every that's time. Well, can you please give her a compliment? Because people, like I will that, to me, that's a huge part of your show. Sportsnet style is her Instagram account. Sportsnet okay. style. I'm going to look that up and I'm going to personally thank her. because Yeah, Deb like Berman's her name. Awesome lady. She outfits us and she lets me wear whatever shoes I want because I'm a shoe guy, as you know. I love your shoes. Yeah, yeah. I'm a buy-on guy with the shoes and whatever else. I like, I, like, I like bright colors. I get that from my dad. My dad, once upon a time, made the Halifax Daily News top 10 best-dressed men in Nova Scotia list. Like my dad had a full-on pink suit. I have footage of him, full-on pink suit in the 70s. 
he looked like a 70s street pimp in the 70s, living in Picto, Nova Scotia. So guys wow. wanted to fight him. You know, you know what it's like when you're different. And wow, what are you wearing? You know, that, that's it's I, I like the colors, though. It's it's yeah, conscious positivity. Like it's positive energy. Uh, and you know what else? For me, it's an icebreaker. It's a conversation starter. Where'd you get yeah. those shoes? Where'd you? That's quite an outfit. I I like talking to people. And to me, if you, you know, if you dress bright or whatever people may deem it, it's a conversation starter. You're the same way, man. When you walk into a room, you got your cowboy boots on or your leather coat. Oh, yeah. I just starts. bought some baby blue loafers yesterday to go with my there new you go. suit. I got a fantastic shirt. Well, I'm going down. Um, I don't get to dress up as much as you, but I do enjoy the process, and I like to be uniquely dressed, if nothing. Yes. I don't know if I'm quite as colorful, but I, I, I do enjoy that. And yeah, he's you got know the what? shades on and stuff, yeah. We are parallel in a lot of ways with comes to mindset, interest. I didn't realize this, so my dad made the top ten. We used to have, I thought it was the only place in Newfoundland, thought it was because we were so small. The Evening Telegram is the main paper. And he made the top 10 best dress list in the 80s. It was large. Are you serious? Well, so there you he, go. There's another thing. We got I got pictures hold. of it. I, I can't believe that you just said that to me. It's very similar. Halifax, the biggest city there. And St. John's yeah. the biggest city here in our regular paper. Yeah. And the big, the reason, like senior, he was coming back from pro hockey and he started coaching. Mm -hmm. And at the time, not everybody would be wearing suits or anything. The, the mm -hmm. NHL players. But now it's pretty much universal everywhere. That's yeah. what you do when you play hockey on any all-star team. But back then they didn't. And he started coaching and they did well. And uh, cameras started to be on the goods, the timing of it all too, right? So, and then they won the Atlantic championship and he looked like a fish out of water. No pun intended being from Newfoundland. Sure. His, and some of his suits were just kicking. He just got back. You, you saw the, I mean, he chose to be stylish, whether you agree or not. Those fucking mutton chops he had. He I know, had, man. Like, yeah. Like, senior had it going on big time. Still and does. What, yeah. What you burns. don't wait. So even from the hockey pitchers, you can tell that he liked to. He liked to flirt with style, right? Like it was always Absol on his. Absolutely. Lines. Not Absolutely. so much now, but he's seventy. Like he's sixty-nine. You got to slow um, down at some point, but I bet yeah. you senior could still rock a good suit. I'm gonna send you. It's at my parents somewhere. The. Uh, Best dress list with him on it. Um, you know what's funny, man? I had I didn't really get to any questions. The only question that I had written that I was going to ask you was comes from last time. Do you have you ever had pickled eggs? Well, we answered that one. So that's it, KK Kenny. Do you have anything to promote, or I got to take off? I really needed to about twenty minutes ago, but it's such a great conversation as it always well, is. Well, I would say uh, I would say check out Terry Ryan at the Old Chicklets Cup this weekend in Buffalo if you can. I uh, got a new book coming out in a couple of years, so I got an interview for that. By the way, about our boy Robbie Forbes. Okay, so, so can, can we know what this Forbes. new? So my, you know my hockey original hockey hero Teapot from Picto, yeah. who was the junior C star. It's a book that has been inspired by tea, and it's for our guys like us who didn't grow up in big NHL towns. And your NHL was the local junior, senior, men's league team on a Saturday night. And yeah. the guys that played in that, maybe they were your hockey heroes as much as the guys on uh, the Edmonton Oilers were. So for me, Teapot was Mike Gielfer and Wayne Gretzky. And for you, I know Robbie Forbes was a, bit, a big, big hero to you. Oops. And yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I put the message out. Uh, who was your local legend that nobody knows about? They kidding to play it in the NHL. And who are they? So I've got about... 20,000 words written so far. Uh, I got a story on a gentleman named Oscar Gadet from Moncton who blurfully 
flirted in the Chicago organization. Another story of a guy from Iron Fire, Ontario. His, uh, by the way, his son is one of the only other players. Maybe I'm wrong. I've heard his son is Dennis, Denny Godet. Yeah, that's Denny true. Godet played in the Western Hockey League. He's one okay. of the only other Atlantic Canadians out there. There was him. There was a goalie on Tacoma, Todd McDonald. Okay, there's Troy Gamble. Troy Gamble. The Troy Gamble, uh, Medicine Hat Tigers, 1984. Didn't realize he played in Medicine Hat. No, Dad, no idea. Yeah. yeah, and I think he played in one of the U.S. teams as well. Anyway, he ended up playing for Vancouver. So the the, the book is... Who is your hometown hockey hero, your local legend, and why did he mean so much to you? And here's a name. Um, a name came up, a guy from New Waterford, uh, and he ended up playing in the Newfoundland Senior League, was a big star over there, but he was a big star for his junior B team in New Waterford. Uh, Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's- yeah, so I did a story on Bruce who – had a tryout with the Winnipeg Jets and, Did you know, he? yeah, he ended up playing senior in Pictou County and just, you know, it's, just, it's, it's a book about small towns and small town hockey heroes and just what they mean to us. And, and I think in a lot of ways that's, uh, that's lost on current life because everything's on TV now, right? You, everything's, you get to see Sidney Crosby whenever you want. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, maybe Sidney's uncle Robbie, maybe he was your version of Sidney Crosby. Yeah, no, the pace. I'm, I'm Robbie Forbes, one of the great talents. We talk about it enough, but the Newfoundland Senior League was, uh, and is, it's always top notch, man. Because maybe that's Kesso's next series, dude. A, a throwback <laughs> on a fictional base team in the old Newfoundland Senior League in 1981. Hey, That'd hey, be a show. I mean, Hitch came from somewhere, right? Hitch, yeah. Hitch is getting long in the tooth. He's playing for. He's still got a lot to give, but he's playing for the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs. We don't really know the backstory, hey, so think about that. Maybe it's maybe it's based on Hitch's old man or Hitch's uncle who played with a with characters for the Stephenville Jets, like a Gordy Gallant or a Kevin Morrison, you know, things like yeah. that. That'd be a great series. That'd be fun. My first memories, man, all of that. And Gordy. Exactly. Gallant. So so that's what the book's about. Your first hockey memories at your hometown. So I know like, I know lots of people tweeting me back and said, you have to do a story on Robbie Forbes. You have to do a story on Robbie Forbes. So I will. Yeah, for those. So remember now, um, for you, Frankie Bannum, look that up. Yeah. For everybody else, even just just as a precursor to Kenny's book, which um, should be. I mean, I love them. I love them because they're they're hockey stories I identify with. But and you can read them on the crapper. Insult. You can read yes. them on the crapper. I was just gonna say that. I I honestly make I, when I write books, I I make my chapters like that too. I I try to make them a nice little package that could stand alone if I had to. Each of my chapters, I can tell out a story at a banquet if I really need to, um, and exactly. they stand alone. It all does ring together at some point in that there's a common denominator there. Mm-hmm. And at the end, here's a you know what I mean. At the end of hockey card stories, I'm like, oh, wasn't that great? And I didn't yeah. realize this, this, and this, or these guys played with this team. Or, so there is a continuity to it. But each yeah. story in itself, you're right. It's a crapper thing. It's a crapper, <laughs> a crapper book. I have or, no shame in that. Don Cherry no, no told shame. me the same thing. You know, I read your book right in the bathroom. I said, thank you, sir. So, yeah, I, I take that as a compliment. Because um, you only take your favorite things into the bathroom with you. Well, hey, and <laughs> well said. It's as it's, it's well said as anything I've ever thought of uh, when it comes to the reading the book and trying to explain why I read so many books on the crapper. <laughs> it's, it's just a way. It's just human nature. Yeah. Um, but now that being said, I don't only. I, I, 
I stand in a lot or I do background and, uh, yeah. and it's, it's hard to get into like a full book and, and get your mind around it. But yeah. I like those, I like the snippets. I often have 10 or 15 minutes on my hands. Awesome, um, buddy. Uh, so that being said, Ken, it's been great to have you on again. I'm coming to Toronto tomorrow, but unfortunately immediately going over to Buffalo. Yeah. We're going back after the tourney on Saturday. And then I might stick around in uh, Toronto for a few reasons. Um, but anyway, I hope to catch up with you. And if not, I'll just see you in August when I'm up there regardless, right? Yeah, exactly. Remember in the words of Ricky Gervais, kindness is a superpower, and we all have it. And pucks in deep, my friend. Pucks in deep. You can keep up the good work. I already said hi to your mom. Say hi to Senior for me. I certainly will. And uh, be well. Keep fit. Have a great summer. Hi to your family. And we'll yes. talk again soon. Thank you. Okay. Good luck in Buffalo, buddy. See you, brother. Bye. And there you have it, Kenny the Killer Reed. Folks, thanks a lot for tuning in to 112B. I'll be in Buffalo, New York from Thursday to Saturday. Stay tuned for the Chicklets Cup. Uh, and no space killer in the end. Good luck and may the best team win. I know it's a lot of theatrics and everything, but uh, hey, we're lucky to be going to this thing. And I appreciate it. Thanks to the Chicklets team in advance. Wedgwood Cafe, Elizabeth Avenue, check it out. Uh, Greensleeves, Bull and Barrel, Trinity Pub, TJ's. This is where I like to go have beers, guys. I like to go downtown, one of those places, and have a beer with my friends. I also like to go to Blue or Merchant Tavern to get a bite to eat, as well as many local places. Stop in and enjoy it if you're in Newfoundland. If you're not, stop in, eat, drink local, support local. It's been a time. It's been a time the last few years and a lot of local businesses are struggling or have struggled. So do your best to give back and uh, make your community great. How's that? Thanks again for tuning in. Penny Posh, Women's Wear Reimagined. True hockey, take what's yours. Thanks again to Ken the Killer Reed. Thanks to my audience. And thanks to my mom and dad for banging in the back of a car back in 1977 and making all this possible. See you guys again in a few days post Chicklets Cup. Wish me luck. I'll catch you all on the rebound. Thanks for tuning in. Talk soon.